Hi there, it's time for a bit of a segment on the Can Geek podcast. Uh, back in February on the show, we talked about uh, Gamers for Croydon and their new candidate, Kat Nicholson. And we didn't actually know too much about her at the time, so we've brought her in uh, via the magic of Skype to talk with her about uh, her position as the candidate for Gamers for Croydon and learn a bit more about uh, the, the politics behind all this stuff. So, um, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. No problem. Happy to do it. Now, I, I, can, I think I can safely assume that most listeners are very much aware of the R18 issue, but um, can you explain uh, just quickly, uh, what is Gamers for Croydon? Gamers for Croydon is a, is a political party which was founded in November last year, and we're registered now. We have enough members to be registered. We're running candidates in Croydon, which is Michael Atkinson's seat. He's the Attorney General in South Australia, and he's the one who's outspoken about vetoing the R18 classification for video games. We are also running candidates in a few other lower house seats and we're running Chris Pryor in the Legislative Council. I'm the candidate in Croydon. Um, so basically our hope is to make this an issue and to be a protest vote for not, in, not only for gamers but for people who want more freedom of choice in their everyday lives. You also have some other great policies, um, environmental sustainability, uh, equal marriage rights and so on. Yep. Um, but you are primarily a one-note party. Um, how much how, how much influence can can you reasonably expect a one note party like yourselves to have? I think we're a core issue party, but we're not really like a we're not a one policy party. We're not the one policy show pennies that Atkinson is trying to portray us as. For example, um, I think there's a fair amount of potential for influence. Looking at Nick Xenophon and his No Pokies platform, that was a core issue he had, but he did a lot more than just the No Pokies measures in South Australia and now in the Senate. So. There's a lot we can do, actually, because um, we're not just a gamers party. We're a party of pretty much anyone who's feeling uh, disillusioned and sick of greedy politicians and arrogant politicians. So how did this all begin? How, does, how, how do you form a political party? What is the process? Where do I start? You have to get enough members to sign up to register in the first place. The required number, I think, to register in South Australia was 250 and we got that within a couple of weeks. We have about 700 members in total across Australia. What, what qualifies uh, as a member, sorry? Um, someone who's basically just put their name, their details down, signed, and said, I'm officially registered as a, like, a member of the party. So okay. um, I don't think there was any fees. Some other parties will charge membership fees. So, yeah, we had to get enough registered members, and then we submitted our... Um, application to the Electoral Commission and we were registered as a party a few weeks ago. It takes about six weeks to process. And in the meantime, there's just the campaigning and getting policies sorted out. We've got a council, a state council, who decides core issues and the policies. We're against factions and we're against infighting. It's a very cooperative party. How did how did all these people come together, especially candidates, and, and specifically how how did you get into this? I found out about it um, on via the advertiser. I read an article, so I googled David Doe, who's our founder, and emailed him. And I also recommended he go to the land the land club lands that I go to. So that's where he found a lot of the other candidates and a lot of the other people who were involved. Members were also recruited just by standing in Rundle Mall, which is a mall in Adelaide and talking to people and there are a lot of people who are actually really keen to join up not just gamers all sorts of people it's actually easier than we expected that yeah but of course you, you yourself are a gamer as well yeah i am 
Can you just go over a bit over your background? Um, I know you studied, uh, was it, you're doing a master's degree in journalism at the moment? I am, yep. Um, I also did a Bachelor of Arts, double major in screen studies and drama. And I did about a year of internship at an animation studio here in Adelaide. That was uh, People's Republic of Animation, which um, uh, they recently put out the Cat Piano. Sorry, this is a side note, but, you know, geeky, geeky interesting stuff. A really good yeah. um, really good uh, studio doing a lot of really awesome 3D and 2D stuff. Yeah. So, you know, geek, geek cred there. Hey. <laughs> but, um, but back onto the politics side of things. The name, Gamers for Croydon, there's an obvious Left for Dead reference. But I was just wondering, do you think it's perhaps too much of an inside reference um, that's just targeted at gamers? I don't think so. Um, a lot of people have complained about the name, but I think the name's not an issue, really. Um, people aren't going to vote for a party just based on their name. They're not going to vote for a party they've never heard of and think, ooh, but I like the name, so I think I'll vote for them anyway. Or they're not going to discard a party that they otherwise agree with just because of the name. And I think if we didn't have some reference to gamers or gaming in there, then Atkinson would probably think we were um, being sneaky about it. We weren't being open about our core policy, which is the writing issue. And well, I think what people um, disagree with is the, is the use of the number four, which is very much uh, you know kind of an internet generation thing. Because it's, it's not gamers for Croydon, it's gamers number four Croydon. I guess if you really want to get hang up about that, you would, but <laughs> don't see it as a problem. I mean... It's not like I'm saying, oh, we should type everything, like in elite speak or anything. But <laughs> Oh, certainly not. Just wanted to address it just because yeah. that was something that Liam got hung up with. Personally, I don't have a trouble, have, a, have an issue with it. Yeah, I think it was just intended to be sort of like a pun in-joke thing. <laughs> but um, on that, how, how are you campaigning for uh, a, a non-gamer audience? Because you've got some great environmental stances, and I really like the way you're focusing it um, not being about, uh, you know, so not, it's not so much about adult rights to play games which you know is, is a very important thing but it seems that you're also saying that by imposing by putting in the r18 rules this will actually benefit um families and make uh children and parents more aware of what they should and should not be playing absolutely so many uh, it's not even that games would which are otherwise banned would be released here there are a few of those which do get banned but most as i suppose everyone listening to this would already know most games get reclassified as ma if they refuse classification after just tiny, tiny edits, if any editing at all, and it, it's still inappropriate. It's still content that children under 18 should not be accessing. And if there's an R18 rating, then parents will actually take notice of this. They'll see the big black diamond and the R, and they'll go, hmm, okay, maybe I shouldn't buy this for my 15-year-old son. Yeah, if you, if you, if, if you took out a swear word of uh, Scarface, it's still an R18 movie. Absolutely. You know, if you took the drug scene out of um, Pulp Fiction, still an R18 film. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but, sorry, I, I talked over my own question just then, um, but how, how, are you, how are you targeting more of a, a mainstream, for want of a better word, um, uh, audience? Well, we're speaking to parents. We're speaking to parents about the, the need for an R18 for the sake of protecting kids from inappropriate content, which they, they are able to access. And we're also focusing on local issues like the um, St. Clair Recreation Park development, which is um, an issue down in the electorate of Croydon, um, which has caused a lot of bad blood between the Michael Atkinson and his constituents. So um, we're door knocking, we're talking to people, we're leaflet dropping. We're getting our message out there, I think. 
the internet, of course, helps as well. We're encouraging people, especially, to talk to their parents, to talk to their grandparents, to talk to other people. Um, say, hey, okay, they're called gamers for Croydon, but they're not just a gamer party. And these are the issues, the policies, which I think you would be interested in. So, What do you think, reasonably, is the amount of success we can expect um, just, just in this first election? I think I can very significantly dent Mike Watkinson's margin, me personally. He is in a very safe Labour seat. I think they could put a donkey in there and the donkey would still win. <laughs> yeah, if I dent his margin, it will scare the pants off of him and off of the Labour Party. And I think as well, it will raise the issue of the R18 classification. It will make it a hot topic. It will make it something that the politicians are aware of. And if Mike ran and if other politicians see this is something that is a vote loser, that is a political risk, they might go, hang on, maybe we should just let common sense have its way. Um, I also think Chris Pryor in the Legislative Council, because anyone that South Australia can vote for him, has a very good chance of getting a seat. Chris Pryor, um, just, just to contextualise that, is um, one, of, one of your candidates or four gamers for Croydon. Yes, he is running in the, uh, the upper house, so anyone in South Australia can vote for him. And I think there will be a lot of that. So how does that work exactly? Um, we've got, uh, you can go onto the website here, gamersforcroydon.org, and you've got a list of candidates, and you've got um, different candidates, for like one for the Legislative Council, candidate for Adelaide, um, and your candidate for Croydon. What, yep. what does that mean? Well, leg- the Legislative Council is the upper house. So the, think of it sort of like the Senate in a South Australian context. So it's not based on electorates. Anyone in South Australia can vote for any candidate um, and it's based on a percentage thing, I think. And um, you can vote above the line and just put one Gamers for Croydon or one the Greens or whoever, or you can vote below the line and order every single candidate in order. Um, And in the lower house, the um, House of Assembly, which is where I'm running, uh, that's based on electorates. So there's the seat of Croydon, there's the seat of Adelaide, various other seats and the people within those areas vote for whichever candidate they choose that's running in that area. Okay. And and you're you're directly opposing uh Michael Atkinson. Uh, Michael Atkinson. Thank you. Yep. Um Michael Atkinson. So if you were to win you would replace Michael Atkinson. Yep. Cool. He would lose his seat. I think we should uh bring it to a close there, but is there anything we've overlooked that you want to bring up? I would encourage anyone who's listening to this to check out our policies because as has been mentioned, we're not just a gamer party. It's our core issue, but it's not our only thing. We want marriage equality, as has been mentioned. We're pro-reproductive choice. We're pro-voluntary euthanasia. Um, we basically want more uh, freedom for average people. And we're also ag- highly against uh, corruption. We want to implement the establishment of an independent commission against corruption, which we don't have in South Australia because the Labour Party is against that. Uh, corruption for, for politics, you mean? Yeah, um, politicians, police, whoever, basically. Um, most other states have an independent commission against corruption, but South Australia doesn't. Huh. And I think that's something that is necessary in a democracy to keep it healthy and to make sure that people aren't abusing their power. Uh, Michael Atkinson, if you saw Media Watch last Monday, um, there was another example of him suing someone, uh, threatening to sue someone unless they pay him 20 grand in compensation because they called him a crook online. And he's done that to someone else because of something that that person wrote in a letter to someone else, which he somehow got um, a hold of. Did you? So, was this Michael Atkinson? Sorry. Yep. Huh. 
this is quite interesting, seeing as it follows on from um, Michael Atkinson uh, putting in place the, uh, the the controls on anonymous commenting where you had to list your, your name and, and postcode, um, which he's going to repeal um, post-election. But it's kind of interesting uh, that he's behaving like that. Yes, he's been increasingly litigious. Um, honestly, more than a little ironic, considering that he accused gamers of gamers for Croydon of engaging in criminal activities, and he says we're scarier than bikies. Mm. Definitely not. I'm about five foot two. Not sure what I could do. But <laughs> well, we'll just, we'll just to just to um, clarify, uh, he, he just said gamers in general are scarier than bikers. Yep, they said he he said rather that. Um, He's more in fear for himself and his family from gamers than from bikies. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's something I want to talk about, um, something we talked about on the podcast uh, in February. Um, it kind of, because some gamers, unfortunately, they don't um, approach this issue in the best light. Sometimes they can get um, a bit riled up and, 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 and write emails in the language is not quite appropriate um, for contacting politicians. Can you give some people advice in appropriately contacting their, their local parliament and government members? Don't do that. <laughs> no swearing, no threats, just behave like civil adults. If you want to get in contact with your local MP or anyone else, just write a well-constructed, well-thought letter, um, a polite one. And they say attract more flies with honey than with vinegar or something. So, um, yeah, just like don't give them more fuel for their argument, basically, by acting in a in an argumentative, volatile manner. I think it's absurd of Michael Atkinson really to say that just because a couple of gamers perhaps are immature in how they approach politicians. I think it's immature of him to say because of that that all gamers are like that. You know, it's like saying, well, there are soccer fans who behave like hooligans, but not everyone who watches soccer is going to go out and cause a riot. Exactly. I said uh, we're going to wrap this up, but if I might talk to you a little bit longer, I was kind of wondering, um, yeah, just from a personal side of this, um, how are you finding this? This is um, a volunteer position, yeah? You're holding a job mm. as well as doing this? I'm doing temp work at the moment. Luckily, I didn't have a job at the moment because otherwise I would have... It's been full, full on. Mm. I'm working pretty much 14-hour days on this while trying to do uni and other bits and pieces, like the play I just finished. So... Um, it's volunteer and it's heavy, but I'm enjoying it, and I think it's for a good cause, and that motivates me, and it motivates the others. So, some of the others are trying to hold down full-time jobs, though, and so I don't think they're very—they're pretty sleep-deprived at the moment. If if you were to get into Michael Atkinson's seat, would this become a full-time job for you then? Yep. Like, like a pay position, you mean? Yes. Well, I'd be a member of Parliament, so um, that would be my job. I would be politician. But at the moment, everyone on Games for Croydon is just doing this in their spare time. Yes, none of us are getting paid. None of us are getting any money or anything in return for it. Um, there are donations, but it's all being... Um, if you go to the website, you can see where the donations are going, and it's all towards um, flyers, campaigning costs, that kind of thing, because it's very expensive to run a political campaign. Yes, printing costs a lot more money than people think. Um, oh, yes. But yes. Those posters. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to say uh, thank you very much uh, for all the work that everyone at Games Recording is doing. Um, I think we will make that the end of the interview now. Um, but yes, thank you okay. so much for talking with me. Um, no problem. But yes, I would mention the website. It's Gamers for Croydon, the number four, gamersforcroydon.org. You can check out their policies. You can check out the candidates. Um, you can, there's, it's a really good website, actually. You can see um, the, uh, any sort of other media contact they've been doing, uh, correspondence with, with members of parliament, and, of course, the donate button. 
donate button if you've got some extra money. So yes, this has been Kyle Evans for CanGeek.com, and you have been listening to the voice of Kat Nicholson, candidate for Croydon at Games for Croydon. Thank you for interviewing me. Uh, thank you for listening. If anyone wants to contact me with any questions or issues I'd like to raise, my email is on the website. Thanks.